Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is pretty cheesy, or should I say he is the big cheese? Like literally. I know bad jokes, but our guest is the owner of Say Cheese, so he is as cheesy as they get. Isaac Bignall worked at Say Cheese for seven years and has owned the company now for over a year. If you are a cheese lover, chances are you visited Isaac at the Crossroad Market to check out over 300 different types of cheeses. How do you go for 300? Isaac joins us this morning to tell us why he is the breeze knees. Good morning, Isaac. <laughs> Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Isaac, I was checking out your Instagram posts and uh, say cheese, YYC. And uh, it's so fun. I mean, you just, you just look like you're genuinely enjoying life and what you do. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, uh, I love marketing where it's not forced and right. I don't like content for content. So I just... Like, we're doing an homage to this weird film today, or whatever we're doing, and it's right. a lot of fun. So tell us about Say Cheese, and what makes it so special. We're a specialized boutique, mm-hmm. and uh, what we try and aim for is approachability, though. So we'll start you on wherever your cheese journey is. So if you just started tasting cheeses, then we will have, we have a, like a discount liquidation bin. You can get an awesome cheese for four bucks, or if you're looking for world rarity, then you can get an awesome cheese for $80. Like, we have a huge a huge range and um i just never want to turn people away do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i want to make sure we're approachable even though we are fine food stop mm-hmm. like in a boutique store so yeah i have a problem maybe you can help me solve it okay how do i make my wife love goat cheese i love goat cheese and she won't even get close to it i'll tell you a story we I, we were in italy and we got to this small goat cheese farm and i bought goat cheese <laughs> And she left it in the hotel in the refrigerator. <laughs> We get home. I get, where is my cheese? At the hotel in Rome in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> How do I make her love goat cheese? Um, I always say, like, for blue cheeses or goats or things that some people don't enjoy, you start them the most mild of that style. And you put honey and, and crackers and just kind of hide it. So it's just a little bit of taste. And you slowly, like, onboard them, basically. So a little bit stronger each time. Um, I didn't like blue for years and then just started cooking with it actually like putting it in sauces and things and you could do the same thing for goat or make a uh, a goat cheesecake so a cheesecake with goat cheese because then it's really hiding it in that, the sugar and the eggs oh. the problem is that she prepares the cake ah, <laughs> okay well here's your first challenge David exactly when's her birthday there not, you not, go not going to happen <laughs> I love it. But, but, but I, I do yeah. have a question, uh, a more serious question for a change. You know, growing up in the 60s and 70s, uh, the highlight was cottage cheese and skimmed white cheese. And what we see now, and, and cheese became like a delicate food. Mm-hmm. So when did it all change? When did it all kind of started blooming and, and flourishing as a whole industry? I mean, like you're from Israel, you've... They have spectacular cheeses there. Now. Yeah. Now. But I'm talking 40 years ago, 50 years ago, there were two cheeses. Oh, even in Israel? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, it's the um, the expansion of the European markets, right? Because they've always, like for the last thousand years, they've had such spectacular cheeses. Every village had their own cheese and their own wine. And and then they became to get more exported after, like, after World War II. The American dollar was high and the... 
franc was low, so there was a bunch of American tourists. So they'd go to Paris and realize what fine eating is and fine dining and great wines, and they wanted that at home. So it's been a slow, slow trickle, and now if, for years to come, it's just been kind of like an overwhelming wave, really. I just want to get into the business side, how you got into the business and ended up owning it because you were working at Say Cheese for uh, seven years, as we said in the intro, and then uh, now you own it. So number one, how'd you get into the business and then why did you end up wanting to own it? Um, I just fell in love with food in Europe because my family's from Germany. So Mm -hmm. I went there many times growing up and um, I I found um, it was a nice challenge in university, it was a great weekend job to have while I was in university. And then, uh, oh, I took a class on marketing. Well, we did applied learning. It's like, oh, we, I just learned this. Let's try this. Hmm. And it was fun to see uh, practical knowledge immediately adapted. Um, and then there was ups and downs of like, did I want to do it? Did I want to try something else? I was worked a series of other jobs as well as, as it. And um, someone put it into my head. He like gestured to the store once. He's like, what about this? I was like, what do you mean? What, what's this? <laughs> and uh, he's like, what about you owning all of this? Because I, I was vocational. Like, I really love what I do, and I still loved it back then. And it just put, a, like, an earworm in my my head. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was a slow process, and then I bought it. Yeah, we, yeah. It was, it was great. And then now it doesn't even feel like work. It's absolutely outstanding. <laughs> That's the best kind of work, isn't it? It really is. And it was a family-owned business? No, or, never. No? No. It okay. was a, started by a couple. The former president of ATB, actually, and his wife. Okay. They, that was his retirement job. Um, and they founded it in 1999. And then my the former employer bought it in 2008. And she ran it for many years. And then I bought it from her, so... No family, actually, as much as people say, they're like, where's your grandma? I'm like, what grandma? She wasn't, this is not a, yeah. Because, you know, we're familial in the sense that there's loyalty and caring and it's a small business, but just not by blood. Right. So when we come to your store at Crossroad Market and uh, there are between 200 to over 300 uh, types of cheeses, what's the proper way to taste cheese? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd say with wine, but I can't serve that at my store. Because it's... You're not licensed. Exactly. Yet. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, it'd be, that'd be slaying a dragon. That'd be a miracle. Um, um, I'm, I've never been asked that question. I couldn't even tell you. Just to consume it? <laughs> well, so so, so like, let's, go back, let's go back to what you said, wine. We're now getting to, into summer, finally, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, summer, what I like, I don't know about you, Tara, but I like is... Chilled white wine or rosé. Mm-hmm. What is the right pairing? Oh, I see. Um, How do you pair cheese and, and, and food and wines? The, the easy standard answer was what grows together goes together. Because they've been in the same region. They interact with the same tar- terroir. And like terroir is the essence of the region. So it's the, how the bedrock interacts with the soil that interacts with the grass. And then mm-hmm. the water and the rain and the weather cycles. And then... They'll have the traditional breed of cattle in the area, and that's very important for making that taste of terroir so that you can make a cheese that's identically made in two different regions, and they are completely different because of that essence of terroir. So it's, it's like analyzing that and then understanding what would complement it in wine. Um, so for like a, a crisp white, like a, vou, a, a Vouvray or something from the Loire, 
you mentioned goat cheeses before, goat cheese from the region or even made in Canada would be excellent with that. Well, what goes with a Chardonnay, nice chilled Chardonnay? Um, uh, Comté, a big alpine cheese from the Jura. They come in these big 80-pound wheels. It's, it's wildly stunning. It's nutty and it's sweet and grassy. Um, and yeah, a great Chardonnay. They grow in the same region, so... When you said they have these big wheels, it made me think of, uh, I read on one of your Instagram posts that you have big cheese parties where you break open the wheel. Tell us about that. Um, I, I love glamour and decadence, so <laughs> I like having these really lavish parties. So I'll bring in wine importers. We'll pour like four or five different wines. And then I find a really big, well, usually it's a big wheel of cheese, but something really rare that's kind of... It's the star of the show. Mm-hmm. So we spend about an hour and people get their oysters and they move around with their mousse-bouche and visit. And they all, everyone dresses up. Our last theme was like the toast of party. So you dress as like the toast of the town. So some were like toast of Paris, toast of London, toast of Forest Lawn. Like right. whatever you want to interpret as the toast of, <laughs> toast of Tel Aviv. I mean, yeah. you could just go for it. Um, and they're they're fun, and there's the you don't you never get to see big wheels like that anymore. No. Definitely, well, no. definitely here in North America. Yeah, so I saw it in Holland when I was on my honeymoon in 1984. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our guest this morning is Isaac Bignell, owner of Say Cheese. We'll take a commercial break. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back on Calgary Next and we want to thank our supporter, Calgary Economic Development. They sponsor this show and without them, we couldn't be here supporting all of the Calgary entrepreneurs. So thank you for their support. We're back with Isaac Bignell, the owner of Say Cheese. So you were just telling us before the break about your big cheese parties. So where do you have those? And like, do we contact you to have a big cheese party and then you come to our house? Or do you organize a big cheese party somewhere and we all come to you? Well, we actually have them at the Crossroads Farmer's Market, these big parties. Ah, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, I mean, we've... We're, we what are, is the next one? I don't know yet. Okay. Like at night or during work oh, hours or no, when? Dr- at night. So everyone, okay. you know, dress up and be fabulous and come and drink lots of wine. And it's, they're quite fun. Use uh, Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I encourage it. So no. how do you source your cheeses? I work with uh, 20 different vendors. Uh, some cheese, some jam, some local producers. And um, it's, it's quite fun. I just kind of curate what I want from my store and my tastes. And then... Um, You know, if people enjoy what I enjoy, then they'll love my store. And if they don't so much, then we still have other selections, just less specialized for them. So, so like from Canada or out, where are your regions that you get your cheeses from? Uh, a lot of Quebec. I mm. absolutely love the Quebecois cheeses. France, basic, basically French-speaking parts of the world, mm. but Switzerland <laughs> as well. Um, uh, England, Spain, lots of Italian things as well. We have a great importer into Canada, into Alberta, actually. He flies direct. cheese from Italy so you can get some really rare and amazing things so there Let's, you go you can get your goat cheese from Italy yeah import it I'll have it flown in for you Dave there can, you go. can you ask him to go to the hotel in Rome <laughs> <laughs> we left it in 2012 <laughs> um, let's talk about crossroad market okay. um, 
Because I come, as you know, I come from Israel. And in Israel, the open markets are something that, you know, every city has it. it it's part of the uh, culture. Many countries have it. Unfortunately, our weather is not exactly supporting that. But how we uh, encourage people to go more to their markets, like the crossroads markets and other, and, and how we can, what's the plan to develop crossroads markets? Market. Um, well, we're the, we're the original farmer's market in the city, 1987. Uh, and they actually had a spot on 16th Ave before they moved to where they currently are in 26th and Ogden Road, just off Blackfoot. Um, we, ha- we kind of have the closest thing to an open-air market you'd find in Europe or Israel or other parts of the world. Because in the summer, we do have a giant tent filled with farmers. And in the winter, the main body of the market is still open. You can still get your produce, cheese, meats, everything like that. Cheese. I should probably rep cheese if I'm here for that. Uh, you can get cheese at the crossroads. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you get cheese in the crossroad market? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> You're so bad. Do you do any kind of vegan cheeses? I'm looking. There was a great vegan producer in town, and then she had to close her shop, but I think she's reopening. I've had some, and they're, they're truly awful. And there's, I've had some that are great. Right. Because I'm not just saying, I don't, it's not like I have an agenda against them. Yeah. If they're great, I'll eat them. And a lot of times they're, they're just working on it, I would say. Um, Seems like the ones made with, because um, I don't eat dairy, so oh. I'm mostly, <laughs> and, and my mom is Dutch, so you oh. can imagine how that goes over. Because Does she, she still speak to you? She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. Oh, good. But this is a woman who goes on road trips and just, cuts up huge hunks of Gouda and that's those are her road snacks. Like she I'm knows. not kidding. She knows what's up. Yeah, she knows exactly. But I've tried lots of the vegan cheeses and I admit some of them are, are not great, but you can find some that are very mm-hmm. good yeah. at some of the specialty stores. Um I'd love to carry some great ones. I'm just struggling to find yeah. some currently. Well do you have do you have a demand for it? I it's honestly the find the demand I get for it is from my like 50 to 70 crowd when their kids mm. come home from university and are vegan. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And they want to serve them cheeses and they, you know, they're loyal to my company. So they mm-hmm. always want to support us. So you mentioned that you have a, a, a big uh, variety and a range of price. How, how do you convince people to buy the most expensive or the more expensive cheeses? Um, it's, it's if it's like what's sought after, right? Like if you're a, a lover of cheese, like a real lover and you've never tried something, well, I'm the same way. I'll go to other stores and like, well, I've never, I'll, I'll, I'll take some of this and that. And they, you, you know, it's, it's just exploring and exploring your palate in a way. It's quite a lot of fun. And you just keep building your cheese knowledge. So do you get to go on a lot of buying? I mean, this sounds like a quite amazing uh, place to work if you get to go on buying trips for <laughs> cheese when you're exploring all these beautiful areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with going to Italy. Right, and France, France and, and Spain. Exactly. Well, Actually, we've, that's, we've never done that before, but I'm going to Montreal next week for a buying trip hmm. to go see some suppliers and farmers. And then I'm hoping to go to the World Cheese Awards this year. And then next spring, I want to do a buying trip to the Alps and begin that process. Because you're right, it's, it's a neat thing. And then people get to follow along. And yeah. when you meet someone in, on Instagram, they'll, your customers will flock to you because they have to taste it, right? So it's a perfect thing for your so Instagram. Is your next uh, thing going to be like uh, people do today? The wine tours that they uh, they, uh, they take to different no. producers in Italy, or is that what you're going to do? A cheese club that uh, travels the world? Eventually, yeah. I want to 
have, have, a, have a program like that where I can bring customers along on buying trips because I'll know a lot of the producers, hopefully. Um, I think it'll be great fun, too, because it's an excuse to go to Europe and eat cheese, right? <laughs> well, and people love to learn about the things they're passionate about, right? Like you, you always see people wanting to know about the scotches and wanting to know about the wines and wanting to know about things. So I imagine cheese is the same. It's exact. It's, it's um, like for wine, it's enophile, wine lover, and for cheese, it's turophile. There's these made up names for it that they're so popular right but is that a real name turophile turophile yeah. okay yeah. for i'm learning a new word today what is it <clears throat> turophile um, cheese lover in greek cheese lover in greek uh yeah it's like a modern construction word so they made it up in the 50s but they use greek to sound official <laughs> so you mentioned the, the world cheese awards so mm-hmm. what makes a world class cheese well it would take it would artistry of a Deeply passionate producer, quality, ensuring that their milk is excellent, their processing's great, everything they're doing is on point. Um, I wouldn't even say market research because there's an entire range of cheeses that go to these events. That it's sometimes it's a Greer. It was Greer this year, and I've seen Camemberts win, and I've seen weird Spanish things win. Like there's mm-hmm. a whole lineup. So it's just um, it's almost like a perfect moment too when maybe he, that producer just happened to make the best cheese they'll ever make and it happened to go to the, the awards right right and so it, is there kind of a conference or uh, it, it seems to be a conference I haven't been yet that's why I'm very excited to go this year I would love to attend so where is it Montreal this one's in Oslo oh, oh in Oslo so, oh yeah good excuse I've never been to Oslo so Okay, I'm going to be following your Instagram it, it, seems, it seems that the cheese industry is following the Hawaiian industry Oh, the wine. Sorry, I heard yeah, the wine the industry. So did the I. I heard industry. Hawaiian, too. The wine industry. Yeah. The yeah. wine industry wine in industry. terms of, you know, getting it to how you pair it and then the awards. And mm-hmm. then the next mm-hmm. thing will be like the biggest wine show is in Bordeaux every mm-hmm. second year. I've been to one. And uh, is there a big cheese show worldwide? Uh, that, that was, that's what I'm hoping to attend in Oslo in October. Um I just don't I think it's open professionals only though I'm sorry no it's the, same, it's the same with the wine oh there you go it's the same with the wine I went with someone in the industry so I oh. got a fake uh, business card and <laughs> and uh, I was part of the team I love it yeah but it seems that they are following that mm-hmm. industry yeah so what are the like I can go into Safeway and mm-hmm. go into the specialty cheese area near the deli And what's the difference between those cheeses and the cheeses you bring in? Um, I find, though, at Safeway, they wrap, they vacuum pack it. Mm-hmm. And we just call those cheese coffins in the industry. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they just seal it and they, there's no life to it left, right? Because the cheese needs to breathe. Need cheese is a living product. So that's why, like, my store will cut to order for you and then wrap it and send it on your way. So it's fresher, it's better, and it's not in its cheese coffin. Um, <laughs> and, like, they carry staples, like Parmesan, Gruyere, nice cheddars. Mm-hmm. We'll just carry rarer things, neater things. I carry those as well, but we'll just source uh, direct or source from really th- spectacular sources of saying source I didn't um, know that cheese needed to breathe I mean I, I know mm-hmm. when you open wine it needs to breathe I didn't know cheese needs to breathe everything needs to breathe exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. no um mm-hmm. so like a nice nice soft goat cheese should sit out for like four hours on the counter and then if you're mm-hmm. having a cheese board like leave your meats out leave your cheeses out at least an hour let them get to room temperature they, they will be much better okay. amazing our guest this morning was 
Isaac Bignell, owner of Sky Cheese, will see you at Crossroads Market tasting one of the 300 uh, cheeses or at one of the parties. Lovely. Thank, Thank you, Isaac, for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. And you can check out his Instagram, SayCheeseYYC. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.